Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay, Kyle, take it Yes, all righty. So, and welcome... And you should do your spoiler warning, too. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, so Spoilers. since I'm kind of like winging this, which is, you know, like my brain oh, is fine. exploding trying to wing this, but I will say for anyone watching or listening, if you have never listened to anything Oz9... Put us on pause, go out, watch, listen, whatever you want to do. You can watch them too, because you can put them on your TV and watch them theoretically. So, but if you never listen to them, go out, watch all, listen to all episodes, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? And I killed Sparky too. (laughs) I love doing that. <laughs> so great. Spoilerific. Spoilers? What spoilers? Spoilers. What spoilers? Are but you going to send me that so I can use it? What now? Will you send me that so I can use it for these two episodes? Oh, you most, you most absolutely can. I will. Yes. But what I'll I want to know is we're on hiatus. So I'm curious to know what's everybody doing in their hiatus where you don't have Shannon constantly messaging you <laughs> saying, send me audio, send me audio. Oh. So, oh. What are you doing? I didn't know we were on, on hiatus. hiatus. <laughs> so I just just sitting at the mic at, you know, 930 going, where's everybody? Every other Saturday. It's just like high school, right? It's exactly like high school. Ouch. Wake up and it's like time to make the donuts. That dates you. So, Tim, what have you been doing on the hiatus? Shannon, you asked a question. I'm just fine. I thought you up. said you didn't want to. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. No, no, no. Like, well, if we're all going to sit and stare at each other. 
quit being a butt. I do not. You're a butt. <laughs> okay, now we know what Tim's been doing. Well, now we know what Tim's been doing on hiatus. He's been a butt. <laughs> I've been irritating Shannon. <laughs> That's true. We did spend a week together in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, I want to hear that a little bit about that. Tell yeah, me. Yeah, we went on a move. It was awesome. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You got on a plane and breathed other people's air and everything. And look. Oh, it was thrilling. Healthy. Still alive. Presumably. Yeah, Death defying. Yeah, it was a little spooky, especially going in downtown Nashville on Saturday. Like the streets were just thronged with people and there were like six of us wearing a mask. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, welcome spooky, but... to the South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was very yeah. fun. It was a great conference. and We had a good time. But... Went to some good seminars, met some fun people. Like what? We'll talk about this. No, I'm with Bonnie. I want to hear. <laughs> I don't curious. think I don't think our listeners really want to know. Somebody <laughs> cool, or if okay. recognize you, or we did you recognize a couple best times? Days of podcast. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Shannon was like, "Oh, you can always tell because somebody came up and looked at my badge and like, oh, OZ9. I've heard of you. OZ. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but you've never heard us. You've never actually listened to the show. Or dot dot dot. What are you trying to sell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There were I puppies. love that podcast slash audiobook. <laughs> you guys talk about some really interesting subjects. Yeah, we're not that kind of podcast. Well, it was interesting actually because the audio fiction group was was very small and we virtually knew everybody in it. <laughs> so when they had a they had a special little gathering for the audio fiction folks, which was funny because A, they fed us like a crap ton of candy, which I thought was really appropriate because we're all a big bunch of kids in there. And we all knew each other, like virtually everybody knew each other or at least had heard of each other's shows and stuff. So yeah, that was fun. But that was the point at which people were like, Ooh, Oz9, I've heard of you. And I was like, tell me more. <laughs> so that was hey, very fun. Have you listened to us? Yeah. <laughs> we so got, we picked still. up a few new subscribers there. We, when we were chatting with people, so that was cool. And uh, a couple other actually fairly exciting things, which I will tell you about offline rather than in here, but uh, I will tell you about them. Awkward. <laughs> Boilers and teasers, both. There Boilers you go. Exactly. Cliff danglers. Oh, wait, wait. When the hiatus ate us, that's my line I wanted to use. Drop in oh, there. yeah, that's right. That was funny. She's, that did make me She's laugh. been waiting to do that. Well, during the hiatus, you guys had the... I'm here in Austin, Texas, normally roasting, and you guys were having like 100,000 degree weather over there in Seattle. And I was mm -hmm. thinking I needed to bring you all here to Texas to cool off. Isn't that crazy? That is kind of bizarre. That's very weird. Does anybody else have crazy summer weird stuff like that? Oh, so, so curious question, Bonnie. How is humidity? I have not been to Texas in so long. How is humidity in Texas? If you would oh, describe it in one word. So the mosquitoes have to swim to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like Mississippi, unfortunately. So, so if everybody doesn't mind, so, you know, that's something that's interesting that I would like to know. Uh, you know, I know Bonnie, you and I are both from the South. Several of you are from the Seattle area. Where is everybody from? Is there anybody that's not either in the South or Seattle? Illinois. Illinois. Oh, cool. Central Illinois. Over there. So what's the heat in Illinois? Do you have wet heat, dry heat, wet heat? Yes. Yes, <laughs> okay. Yeah, central Illinois can get humid. 
It's very our, wet. Our, our, our favorite saying here is, if you don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes, it'll change. Yeah. And it's very much true. I mean, today, today alone, we had nice sunny skies. Uh, I was at work driving my bus because that's all I've been doing to her, during the hiatus is working and driving down the road and a few big heavy drops just once in a while were hitting my windshield. And I get to one end of my route and all of a sudden downpour. Lasted for maybe five minutes and it was over and it only hit the northern mile of the city. After a mile or so, I was out of the rain and back, back in the sun. sun. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we have a very similar saying here in Seattle. If you don't like the weather, wait until May <laughs> or July. Oh, I, I heard it differently here. If you don't like the weather, move back to California. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Well, it's like the the mayor of Portland is, is has a, a thing. I guess he said there. It's like to 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 my to our friends from California. Enjoy, please stay and enjoy the 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 wonderful opportunities here in Portland while you're on your way to Washington. Oh, why would they do that to us? Lee, <laughs> Lee's coming in. Awesome. So who has the treats? Lee's here. Anybody up to 7-Eleven, anyone? That's right. We did say we were going to get him some Mike and Ike's, but. Uh... Well, so we've got, Ke I'm pointing over here as like, as if Kevin's here on everyone's screen. No, no, no. You're, you're now pointing to Pluto and on my screen. Center. Yeah, on my you're favorite pointing adverb is here. So Kevin's in Illinois and Shannon's in Seattle and Richard, the narrator is in Seattle and David's in Tacoma, Seattle. Yeah. Tacoma, Seattle. Tacoma. Tacoma. And Tim Tacoma. is, you're not, where are you now? Uh, outside sticks. Auburn. Outside Auburn in a beautiful area there. Yeah. And, and, and um, Kyle, you're in? Mississippi. Mississippi. Not sure when I. Uh, and I'm Lee so is in North Carolina, right? That is correct. Yes. I'm getting good. And I'm in Austin, Texas. And you are in Austin, Texas, I declare. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. So, so I want to ask, uh, this next question specifically to Kevin and David, you guys were not part of the original season one cast. So you've come in later in your characters in later seasons. My question is, what was it like breathing life into, and I really want to ask Kevin this first, into an inanimate object and giving it a personality? <laughs> I'm uh, glad you added that last part. <laughs> it was it it was interesting um i always like to tell the story about how when cal first showed up uh, shannon asked me said can you do an avuncular voice and at first i was I, I knew the word but i couldn't remember what it meant i was going uh maybe <laughs> and i asked her what it meant she told me and i was oh yeah the jovial uncle type okay sure yeah i can do that no oh. problem and in my head, I started thinking of um, old shows like Andy Griffith and uh, My Three Sons and all these things that had that kind of character in them, these, these nice people. And I, but I hadn't come up with the voice yet. So when we do the first episode and it's time for me to, to do my first cow line, I say, I, I said my first line and with, I said that first line, just like I do now. And Bonnie died laughing at it. <laughs> and at Wasn't that point, it's okay, it. that, that's Cal's voice. 
So, I wasn't but, expecting uh, it, it. It was perfect. Well, and as a pre-segue to that, it's because Kevin had already played several characters of the show. So yeah, when he showed right. up as Cal. Right. a red shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and, but that was your first long with any longevity character, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and technically, Shannon did kill him off, too. So... <laughs> <laughs> just just the you got, and you got upgraded to a zebra got it. To, to, like you do <laughs> um yeah it, it's it's been i mean i i have to admit there are some times when uh i i prefer felonius because he's more human Double. and there's more <laughs> things he can do but greg just has this way about him that um Greg is a lot like me. Um, I, I I try to be kind and, and, and polite, and uh, and let, until I really get to know you, I'm not going to sit there and, and, and call you an ass to your face. Uh, Tim can attest to this. <laughs> We've known each other a long time. I was going to say they're they're in but the ass phase. <laughs> They've it's in the phase, phase, right? Awkward. <laughs> we Next question. <laughs> I, so I want to ask David a variation of this question, which is when you came in, your character pretty much, even from the way your name was said, and I have to ask Richard to do it. Do me a Dr. <laughs> Theo Brome, please. Dr. Theo Brome. You, I mean, so right there, you have instilled in your very character's name, you're a audio sex symbol. So how does it feel? Look, I embarrassed you. How does it feel playing a sex symbol on Oz9? Well, it 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 calls on tremendous acting <laughs> so that I can play somebody other than who I am. The uh, it's well, thank you, Shannon. Shannon, uh, that was Shannon's concept, of course. Um, but actually, to be honest with you, I kind of learned at some point that I was able to kind of use my voice to that degree. I, I, I worked in a, in a hospital uh, as a storeroom clerk and the nurses had this thing where they would want you to bring up extra supplies, even though you've already stocked their, their, uh, their floor. And they would go, Oh, well, can Stock you my floor, David. <laughs> and they would use this wow. little sweet, like sounding charming voice. And I was like, let me try that. Uh, well, could you give me a count on how many needles you have? I, I really need to see, get a count. Oh. <laughs> work every single time. They'd be like, oh, oh sure, David. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have okay. a power. I'm, I'll use it for, well, whatever. Yeah. Whatever works. Get an extra slice. That, now for good. Yeah, you're old yeah. enough. Now you use it for good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. Was that. And now I have turned it into Dr. Theo and the the to me the favorite part is the fact that he is just i don't know what the the phob phobia word for clinical word for not liking to be touched is but i love that oh, as yeah. a contrast it makes for a fantastic yes yeah. yeah agreed agreed very good answer and to by be the way. so nerdy too i mean uber nerdy oh god yeah <laughs> makes it great i love the fact that he, he's got a book that he's writing that's just a rough draft he's only got yes. 800 pages so far <laughs> <laughs> oh and yeah and romance scenes that are so not almost oh, almost not, not. 
good. My favorite part of that is uh, when he's reading it to Leet and Leet is complaining about it still going on. He's like, you think a voice that pretty would get tired. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to like this, whatever this is, bromance between Leet and Dr. Theo. That's just too funny. So my next question I want to ask, I want to focus more on Tim and Bonnie, Richard, and even Shannon for this one. This week, since the recording you did on Sunday, I've been going back and I've listened to the first six or eight episodes from the very beginning. And what I find really interesting is the way your characters have progressed over the last, of course, you know, 60 episodes, they're going to, that's going to happen. Uh, for Colin, he's actually gotten a lot more nicer, seemingly. <laughs> so, Tim, what was it like creating Colin? <laughs> uh, so, and we've told this story before that kind of one of the projects that kind of like we were doing before Oz9 even came about is we tried doing a Basil Rathbone uh, Sherlock Holmes at Christmas episode that my husband had given me a book of scripts for Christmas and we tried that. And so that was like kind of creating and using British accents and recording it in that way. And I, I knew that I wanted to create a British character for the show and, but obviously that could run the gamut, right? So I'm not sure. Uh, and then we just decided that as, and Shannon will have to re refresh my memory as far as the specifics around how Colin came to be, but we came up with the idea that, because at first it's like, I think we, we were going to make him Cockney or something like that, but then we like the idea that he was in disguise and that he might actually be pretending to be Cockney. Mm -hmm. And then, as we started doing the, the first voices, I kept screwing up the Cockney accent. And, and my accent was just all over the freaking place. I, because I just can, I was out of practice and inexperienced and, 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 and so we just kind of used that instability as kind of like the fact that he's just this, that the Toph accent for some reason or another is a little easier for me to pull off naturally. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the Cockney just was his disguise. And, and being snarky and rude can be fun, but it also gets a little annoying after a while. And so one of the things that I, I think we chatted a bit that I want, really wanted to see the character of Colin become more than just a two-dimensional, that he's just kind of the, the, the ass um, to make him more, more uh, endearing to the audience, so to speak, so that he would actually experience some character growth and development, that there was more to him than just being money grubbing and thinking he was better than everyone else. Now that will always be an undercurrent of Colin's personality. That sort of thing doesn't just go away right away. Um, <laughs> but it, it was, it's nice to see that character progression and growth these, these moments where his humanity does actually kind of shine through and allows me to kind of like, actually like blow my dust off of my acting chops that I haven't touched in a really long time. <laughs> Um, so it's been a, it's been awesome to kind of get that that chance to to be part of the development of a character that has that kind of multi-dimensional characteristic to it. So, well, Tim, you really knocked it out of the park when you had that scene with uh, where you're kind of professing or um, Colin is professing his love or suspected love or <laughs> kindling love or something for uh, 
was it albatross or was it uh, um mm -hmm. yeah uh, that to me that was oh so well executed well thank you thank that you that was brilliant it, well it's funny because june and i had done well june and i had worked in theater um year more years than i want to say uh <laughs> so it was actually kind of, and we had done like acting together at that time and so it was kind of fun to actually be able to do scenes with her like that again so that was that was actually really it, it helped <laughs> to to be able to play off of someone like like june who's also a very talented actress so yeah it was yeah. just so it's it's so fun with tim in particular because you know he he does the snarky and then he does this so sweet and so gentlemanly you know and and the switch is just so stark that it's absolutely lovely and it, it makes for some really lovely scenes so and where he talks about or uh, or to i forgot his uh you know to glinda his wife he's talking about that one that nearly brings me to tears um when he still think i don't know whether he still thinks she's dead or when she's yeah. on the ship and he's like i don't know it's, it's a really sweet yeah. scene and it nearly brings me to tears Mm -hmm. So let me ask a question. I'm assuming that anyone watching this has already listened to episode 60. Is that a good assumption? We sent hope a so. <laughs> okay. Well, we did do the spoiler warning. We did the spoiler. So, so, so I want to point this to Bonnie. I love the Horace, you know, at the very, at the, at the very end. Uh, what did you think about being the third Glenda? <laughs> It was a show. <laughs> no, it's, is, is this the one that was, I was doing halfway in the car as well? Yes. I think, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think this so. This one was really it's interesting through. too, because um, this episode was coming out. I was driving with my family from somewhere in, in, on the highway in Texas. And um, so I'm going to try to do this read through. I've got my script with me and I'm doing it. I've got one, my kid's iPhone here to do this. And I've got another, oh, I've got the other I yeah, the script on one and Zoom yeah, on the, the other. Yeah, the script on one iPhone and another one doing the thing. And then we're driving down the highway. Um, you weren't driving, I'm hoping. I wasn't driving. My husband was okay. driving. <laughs> and um, so we're driving down the highway trying to make this work. And I'm reading along and everything. And then right around the point of that scene, we pulled into our driveway uh, at home. So we'd been you know, doing it for about an hour, I think. And so I had to you know, sign off for a minute, grab all our stuff, whatever, and then reset up at home at the kitchen table. By then, they'd already read that scene while I was getting set up. So I you know, set up the laptop, and they were like, okay, let's go back a little bit, because they wanted to see my reaction to that scene that I hadn't even seen yet. So um, did we record that? Um, I don't know Zoom? if we did. We might have. I don't know if we recorded that Zoom or not, but it would be interesting to see, because I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, so it was quite a shock. Yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't expecting that at all. I don't think anybody was. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, totally surprised. So yeah, this is going to be really exciting, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I think because uh, I always uh, read. The, Shannon has me preview the scripts before she sends them out for. Uh, and so as I was reading through it, that was one of the things I was like, "What the blame at the end?" So I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I think the only other shock that was really that close was when um, Tim was. When was Tim reading? It was back when we had the old setup. Um, you were on the big kitchen table. No, it was when you, you had the second setup where you weren't mm -hmm. together around the mic anymore, but you were on the big yeah. kitchen table. What did when we shocked Tim was something that had to do with Glinda, and I remember him reading the script right there at the time, going, "What?" 
<laughs> Linda, uh, your sister, or Glinda, my wife. What? Oh, yeah. 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 It was one another... of my favorite things that ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> we had that on. We had that on uh, recorded somewhere. Yeah. That ah, cool. Yeah, I think that got recorded. Yeah, my 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 uh, spit tapes, so to speak. After the yeah, first week. Shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know where we're going with that, but. Uh... So I want to ask, speaking of, we said the word snarky earlier. So I want to ask Richard, our narrator number one, a question. Whose idea, was it yours or was it Shannon's to give the narrator this nice, nasty, sometimes a little bit of exasperated, I'm, what, what am I doing here attitude? Where did that come from? Well, that's uh, more from Shannon and her writing and involving the character, because when we first were sitting around the table and created it, it was basically, you know, we wanted a narrator that broke the fourth wall and would talk to and talk to the audience that way. Um, but yeah, Shannon decided to use that also as a way to, you know, be annoyed with the stupidity of the crew. And, you know, so we we see throughout the three seasons as the narrator consistently unravels as he gets more involved in the story too. So yep. it's, uh, it's been interesting, but no, that's, that's all Shannon. Once again, the, the brilliance behind the show. Well, you know, I, I give you that, but I have to take a little bit about that back from Shannon because she can write snarky, but she can't, well, she could, but she can't say <laughs> you're snarky. So you need a horse to snarky. Enough. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So so you've got to you had to put something into it. So, so she's just tapping into you... that potential. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But there was a rich vein there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was tapping into what was clearly not very deep, quite frankly. <laughs> so Shannon, let me ask you. I've asked everybody else a question, so let me ask you a question. When you wrote episode number one, did you think, you know, I know you, I know your writing style and we've talked about your writing style before. Did you think you would be here at episode, whatever this is, but you would have finished 60 episodes, three seasons, and it be as popular with people as it is? No, I mean, with every new cast member that came on board, I got more and more excited because, I mean, we started out with this like fairly powerhouse cast already, right? We had Tim and Eric who are both experienced actors and very gifted actors. And then the two Richards are both great at their individual parts. Honestly, I thought Madeline was the weakest link in that whole bunch. And I still kind of do, but you know, so that to begin with, we were already just, you know, so far ahead of the game and then we brought Bonnie came on. I mean, Bonnie came on almost immediately because she was in the first episode. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a character yet, but she was in the first episode as yeah. Senator Two and a couple other, <laughs> then Lady Nibble Biscuit and a couple other things. And it was just like with everything, this, it just kept getting better and better and more and more fun. And we were inviting all these great people and, you know, we were just hearing back and it just kind of kept rolling ahead of us. You know, I was frankly afraid we were going to get rolled over, but instead it just kind of took off. <laughs> we were spend our time trying to catch up to the story. But yeah, no, I, I, I hoped we would be here. I hoped we would be popular, but really it was, you know, we went into it very much sort of like, we're going to have fun. This is going to be fun. We're going to have fun with friends. And it turned into this much different, bigger thing than, than I anticipated. 
But awesome. like I said, I've been incredibly fortunate to have the cast I have. And, you know, I like to think of it as fun easy. with friends. It is still definitely fun with friends. <laughs> and I think that comes across. I think you can oh, okay. you can kind of hear all the background laughter of us just having fun together is the backdrop to Oz 9 in many ways. June dropping all the F-bombs when she's directing us. And... <laughs> <laughs> and we watch Bonnie scramble to figure out what page she's on. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap, when she dropped them. Yes, that's why we started putting page numbers on the scripts. Yeah, well, Bonnie was... dropped her script. <laughs> and if it's not highlighted, it's not there. <laughs> That's right. That's totally true. So this is a question for everyone. Is there a moment, and doesn't have it can include you, it cannot include you. Is there a scene that you have listened to, read, watched happen, or whatever you want to call it in the last 60 episodes? Do you have a favorite moment? And if so, what was your favorite Eyes Nine moment in the last three seasons? Are the most shocking. We, we've already talked about, you know, the Horace and uh, third Glenda reveal. So, uh, <laughs> and the reason I say, I think there's three Glendas. There's the Albatross, there's the original Glenda, and then there's you, Glenda. I think, maybe. <laughs> no, then there's the sister Glenda. Oh, there's uh, a fourth Glenda. Isn't that, okay. Is, wait, isn't that? Wait, isn't? But there's the Albatross, there's... Wait, you need to send up the wall with the red yeah. yarn and the, you know, the Wait, thumbtacks. Who's, um, who's my sister? Is my sister a Glinda? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesse's oh, sister is Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shannon had yeah. Her a different name for her at first, and I couldn't say the original name with a Scottish accent. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember, but I, I forgot really? that, oh, actually. That, that's hilarious. And you changed to Glenda, because Glenda's just Glenda? all over. Well, I can't say anything. Every, th every time I talk to you on Sunday, I called you Donna, so. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, favorite favorite moments from the anyone from the past uh, three seasons? Donna, go. I'll tell you one that I can't get that, I, that still hits me every time. It's in season, I mean, it's in episode 12 or 13, I think, where Jesse's out in space and in, in their space suit. And then um, she's just about to get rescued. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere, there's this just, hello. <laughs> when we were rehearsing it and, and it, when we were doing our little thing, when he came in and did that, I was in tears. I'm in tears every time I listen to that part. We're just not expecting that. I, I the most recent episode where he does that again for the first time in ages, hello. it just kills me. He comes up hello. behind you guys in the swamp and he's like, "Hello, hello." <laughs> you can just hear how much that. Aaron is relishing the moment, man. He loves it. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. great. That's I, one I of my had favorite a lot bunnies. of favorites. I think my favorite, favorite, favorite still has got to be the whole mime sequence. <laughs> I just, I think the mime thing is funny. I don't know why. It's so dumb. But it cracks me up that they're like, wow, that's a really long rope. It's like, not a real rope, boys. <laughs> like, we just, we take things so at face value. This cat, this crew, everything that you, they take everything absolutely at face value and it totally, they, nothing bears any closer inspection. So I love that. Yeah, one of my favorite uh, things is when the crew just gets something important is going on and they just get caught up right. with something stupid, like air quotes <laughs> or whatever. I love the air quotes. That's another yes. one I love. I, it, yeah, it's not really a scene per se, but I love the fact that, does that answer my question somehow? Has sort of become a running joke. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love a running gag. <laughs> Including heroic running gag. That's right. Yeah. 
Anybody else? Nefarious running. I think my favorite. Uh, stuff. The Fugu stuff? <laughs> yeah. The, all stuff Fugu. Just the, when the Fugu got introduced and the whole everything around the Fugu just cracked me up. And, and it's just so the nonchalance about something that is so highly toxic. <laughs> and, and even when they realize it's highly toxic, the nonchalance still continues. <laughs> to me, it's, continue just, to eat it. it's just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> this group is just dumb. I, I kept thinking there was a line that I, I kept, I just did another listen through. Um, and I kept waiting for a line that I remember being written, but I think it might've been for a patron only episode. It was the, I think it was the big, the whole Fugu episode. Mm. And there was a line where uh, Albatross says to Leet, your mo mother must be crushed with pride. Leet says, maybe, but I'm pretty sure it was the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. <sighs> My favorite line is Elite line as well. It's in the crossover episode with uh, Mission Rejected. And it kind of gets... Uh, buried by the sound effect, but Leet comes into the uh, Scottish pub and the door just splinters and disintegrates. And he's like, Oh, earth doors are so fragile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that was one of the mission rejected boys. I'm not sure which one wrote that, but that was one of them. They did some, they are so fun. They did some great stuff. Tim, you got a favorite? Uh, actually, I would say that probably one of the favorites that I have is probably one that nobody will ever hear. Which would be the the specialty episode that we made just for Shannon between Richard and I, where I actually got uh, Richard Esleet to sing a Monty Python song. That we can awesome. say the name of the song on here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, always look on the bright side of life. That was it's awesome. Super sweet. It's so sweet. We yeah. We recently found that we should put that up somewhere sometime. Uh, yeah, I guess as long as we, we don't get, get the rights. Yeah, I guess as long as we never get paid for it, it would be all right. But. Yeah, I think so. Well, and if someone so contacts us to get rid of it, then that's one step that's closer true. we are to actually meeting them. There you go. <laughs> Good Season point. someone found it. Yeah, maybe we can make them sue us and well, then we get even closer to meeting them. I, I suspect, I think the song actually is copyrighted by Eric Idle, so he's the one you'd have to get a hold of. Exactly. He, well, he, Shannon hasn't met him yet, so. He liked me on Facebook. That's right. like he, on liked, Facebook. he liked a tweet on Twitter. That's what it was. That was it. There you go. That one's, yeah, that's really sweet. So I think my Oz9 favorite moment actually is something outside the show. And it just so happened that Shannon and I were chatting back and forth on Discord when she was listening to an episode of Discussing Who, where I had gotten Aaron and June to record Discussing Who feedback, talking about how LeBichon Freeze hates discussing who because they're so nice to the doctor etc and so forth and blah blah and i insert this after the fact so shannon's listening thinking it's going one way and all of a sudden i'm starting to talk about feedback which was not in the conversation that we had recorded the previous week and then the next thing she hears is hello discussing who podcast it is lebish on frise phoning aboard from the oz9 did i change channels somehow yeah and so she she was like i'm so i'm in Kroger shopping for groceries and I'm she was like I'm listening to you guys I was like where are you and she says oh I'm about I was like okay well let me know when you finished watching about or listening to about three more minutes and she was like ha ha, ha. so anyway that was my favorite moment that's an awesome moment I love that stuff 
So Richard, what was it like finding out that you were getting competition in the narrator field? <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no been no competition. <laughs> are you seriously still calling me tour guide? <laughs> no, just, you know, not competition. I think I take offense at that. I go I love back the Ron to Howard School of Ex There you go. Oh. Expository, expository science. sciences. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> at least there at least it's not depository. Uh, <laughs> or suppository. Now there's suppository. one. There's one would be yeah, fun exactly. if you got That's contact what I was trying. with us one time. Yeah. It's like you can't use our name for by name for your university. Why not? You're so good at it. It's the Howard. L. Ron Howard. There the you L. Go. Ron. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that could oh, be really see, messy. See, folks, there's where all the humor comes from, that crazy brain right there. So. Yeah, so, Kyle, what did you think when I asked you to uh, jump aboard as narrator, too? Were you... You could have picked me up <laughs> off of the floor. I'm serious. <laughs> That I mean, seriously, like, I, as I said on the uh, call the other day, anytime Lee asked me to do something in relativity, I loved doing it. I had so much fun doing it. I wanted to do it. But the difference between relativity and being on with you guys was I knew when Lee was thinking about doing relativity and I was always behind the scenes knowing what was going on. I learned out I learned about Oz 9 from Lee, whenever I said, give me something I want to listen to, I'm going on a trip. He tells me, oh, well, you, you might enjoy this. So I became a fan of you guys before I was asked to be on. So that first time I was on, fanboying left, right, up, down, center, all around. And yeah, uh, sounded horrible in my opinion, but there you go. Yes, I was so, 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 so happy because <laughs> I think you guys, and I'll be fanboying again for a moment. I think what each one of you do is absolutely fantastic. I mean, you guys create characters that resonate with people and it, whether you are saying something about a computer, you know, I, I, th those things <laughs> stick with people that listen. And I think that that is the best compliment that anybody could get for from the voice of God, which is David S. Deer, to the snarky, um, you know, Olivia, to everything you guys do. And I know I'm fanboying, but still, um, awesome. Just absolutely awesome. Bring it on. Thank you. That That's why you're the best person to ask questions, because you're, you're the biggest <laughs> fanboy here. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, when I first saw that someone had actually bought some Greg merchandise, I was immensely humbled. I just couldn't believe that I, I was, this character that I was doing was so popular that someone wanted to buy something with that picture on it. Right. Right here. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I mean, seriously, the people I frequently will say to me, it's not my fault, right? On Twitter or whatever. And I love it every time. <laughs> like, I am so happy every time that happens because it's so cool. <laughs> Unless they hit my car and they were just telling me it's not my fault. Probably true, but still. <laughs> so, 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 so let me say this real quick. Uh, I think you guys will appreciate this. The other night, 
I was on a episode of Discussing Trek and I was blasting, and I haven't actually not shared this with you, Shannon, yet. I was mm. blasting Lower Decks for the moment because I didn't like it. I didn't like some of the things they were doing, the way they were going. And one of the things I do each week is give my quote unquote beats of the episode. And I try to be funny of like what I think about it because there was mm. one that they did of Dr. Crusher and I only said she crushed it because I thought she did a good job. But I, I had this big, long thing written out. It was like four paragraphs. My last paragraph uh, ended with, oh, and I know an apocalypse device with her name on it. <laughs> but if you didn't get those few references of what true space comedy can be, well, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Love that, Kyle. Cheers. So I'm out of questions. So there you Who go. Has questions? Mm. I'll just throw something in real quick because, you know, we did start out so indie. Literally, we all stood around the same microphone in Tim Richard Cowan's uh, spare room with the squeaky spot on the floor that we had to be careful not to step on while we were trying to say our lines. Dogs no idea music. about, you know, redoing lines <laughs> or whatever. It's like, we got to do the one take. You know, we would do one read through and then one take and we're done. So you know, some of the early episodes and, and uh, even to this day, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the sound effects that we had to do were uh, Shannon and I were doing our own Foley. And even to this day, every morning when we make coffee, because in uh, episode, there was a, an early episode uh, where Bonnie plays Lady Nibble Biscuit and uh, Colin is afraid of her husband. So he hides in this closet and he's like, I'll be in here. You never saw me. And there's this little creak of the door. Well, that's the lid to our coffee maker. So every morning when we make coffee, one or the other of us, as it creaks open, you'll hear someone go, I'll be in here. And they'll go, you never saw me. It's the lid to your coffee maker? Yes. That's so funny. So, I mean, that's just how indie we were in the beginning. That, yeah, uh, yeah. I was recording on the, the um, iPhone. In yeah. my car on the iPhone recording app. Hence You're using voice memo. Yeah. yeah, using voice memo in my car. Because that was a quiet, enclosed place. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. right, man. I'll tell we you, do sound good in our cars, I have to say. That's well, the beginning, we have to remember the beginning with Jesse. Um, she's anyway, so it didn't matter. Remember, she's on that other ship, and it's real. Mm -hmm. So it worked for me for a while. It's supposed to be staticky. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really, it didn't sound it bad, you know. Yeah. And you weren't speaking English, so there you that's go. Right. That's right. <laughs> no one knew what I was saying anyway. Was a strangled Latvian. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're keeping track or anything. I still don't know where that person came up with that. That doesn't sound like a strangled Latvian to me. Yeah, it's like, stop strangling Latvians, dude. Who wrote the uh, <laughs> podcast yeah. review. Yeah. That's a reference. That's 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 How does he know what a strangled Latvian <laughs> sounds like? <laughs> that's a reference to, the, to a, my bad review that I got once. And um, when I was going through, I mean, piles of reviews to get them. And I, I ran across this one, some British guy said that my voice, my accent sounded like a strangled Latvian. <laughs> it's funny now. I cried, though. I was like, oh, no. it's so hard. You, and then now it's a big joke. And so I did look up uh, Latvian Scottish and found a woman who is a Scottish girl in, in Latvia or a Latvian girl in Scotland. And I need to make friends with her and see if we can get her on the show. There you go. <laughs> So we should take all our bad reviews and turn them into something on the show just to like stab right. them back with <laughs> an entire episode of richard saying alarm alarm, alarm. yeah 
I, well, everybody I on the show talks about they hate it too. I mean, all the characters hate it too. So that should be it should be the whole point. I mean, people don't get it, but it's kind of like reading mean tweets. We just take our like, <laughs> take our criticism. We don't have very many, fortunately. Bad reviews. <laughs> this is not an invitation, by the way, folks. <laughs> I'm very happy that we have very few bad reviews. Uh, I, I have a question. That, yeah, it would be very funny, actually. I have a question for David. Um, and I would ask this question of Aaron too, but unfortunately he wasn't able to join us. But for those people that I keep giving difficult words to say, uh, what, <laughs> how is that when you have to say some botanical term or, well, with you, it's mostly botanical because you're the mold expert. Well, but, the uh, Latin terms, yeah. yeah. How, how, is, how is that for you? And do you just dread it or do you enjoy it? No, I, I like it. It's, you know, when, you, when you're doing an audiobook narration, you do a lot of that anyway. Um, like if you went with towns in Michigan, you're constantly having to go to YouTube and listen to how the Michigan people say it, because it's not going to be the same as how it looks. We Washingtonians know that as well. So yeah, I'm kind of used to that. And I do the same thing with, I'll use YouTube videos to listen to how people say things rather than try to do the little dictionary speaker thing. And then I'll just say it over and over and over again until the scene comes and then there's no little pause because you know when you're trying to find the pronunciation you can go and the, and then you recall how to say it and do it so you, you kind of have to make it automatic and it's fun i i love doing that and it's fun to make it sound like you've been saying it for years that's good Even in other words that's just an invitation for her to do it again and again and again <laughs> that's all right Bring it. then she has to look them up yeah i do actually have to look them up but uh, it was so fun. I, I'm, I'm 100. Your CIA agent must sure. really be really interested oh. in what you're searching. Oh my god, my browsing history is insanity. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's Vikram from Planthropology is the one person who who identified Theobromate's name as an actual. It's the Latin term for a kind of mold is uh, Theobromate. Really? And, yeah, and Vikram, of course, he's a plant guy. He's like, oh, I love Vikram that joke. Like, Just you. <laughs> that joke was for you, dude. <laughs> oh, else it's like the uh, like the tweet we saw from the guy that's like, oh, it's pretty weird listening to a just American podcast and suddenly hear your uh, footy team mentioned because uh, Glenda's password was Grenick Morton, which is a very small soccer team in Got Scotland. <laughs> Yeah. So, got this so that this joke was just for that. that listener too. So there you go. <laughs> someday we'll, really... someday your joke will come up, whomever you are. <laughs> so I I invite any all the Oz Nine listeners when you're listening to it, something, see if you can catch the reference that explains the last what happened in the last episode that kind of seemed arbitrary. <laughs> There's a lot of Shannon doing that. She's like, wait a minute, I didn't really explain how or why that happened. So I'm going to use the next episode to explain that. It's it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to hear. Um, what, what, I, I, I wish I could come life. up, uh, think of an what example, but there, it's like it's like watching you kind of punch holes in drywall when you write an episode and then the next episode you plaster that. Oh. That hole with an explanation. Of yeah, Kevin's good at catching those. Yeah, as Kevin well knows. Sorry about the cough. <laughs> Well, I mean, the one that you you always bring up is the is the uh, ship numbers being sixty-seven forty-eight, the six forty-four, the nineteen, whatever it was, and 
But then again, my, my, my personal feeling on that is I've worked in enough places that have a fleet of vehicles and the vehicles don't have sequential numbers at all. Where I work now, our buses don't have sequential numbers at all. Right. The, the only is, thing that's sequential yeah. is the first two numbers on of the four-digit number because that's the year we bought the bus. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. the best the best one of those of all, though, is the Oz asterisk, because in the yes. story, she says something about that they, you know, it was 401. They'd already used all 400. It's like 6740. OK, fine. Oz asterisk. We'll go with that. Sure, Shannon. <laughs> so. Well, Mike, the confusion there is, of course, that the the model number and I always get these things wrong. So there were 400 ships, but they are the the Oz 8000 series. Right. So it's like a Toyota Tercel or Prius or whatever. So it's the Oz 8000s. And then I had forgotten that 400 was the number and had 8000 in my head. And I was like, I 6748. Did you like just reveal 8, something? Probably. What did I reveal? Could the, oh, theory, theory time. Uh-oh. Could <laughs> Let there me write be, this down, whatever it is. <laughs> could there be 400 of each model of 8000? I don't even have math skills for that. But but that would explain the sixty seven forty eight. It's actually just because Shannon thought she had eight thousand number ship thought numbers. I do but I like that. <laughs> Maybe like the Oz that. ships are numbered like Windows operating systems. Ooh, there Start, you go. Throw some letters yeah. in. Maybe the in print other words, symbol. And they were based on Vista and Millennium Edition. There you go. <laughs> they were obviously numbered by the same frat boys who wrote the manuals in Aramaic and. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what have you? Yeah, I tried at one point to write one of those manuals just for fun, and then stick it in Google Translate a couple times, and you know, get it all gurbly gobbled. And I just I couldn't do it. In the end, I was like, ah. <laughs> I always get to write one for the funiculator, and I've, I gave a, up in the end. A but. couple of times, it's Google <laughs> Translate. All you have to do is run it through once, and it's all Google. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I was sorry, Google. Yeah. Seriously, I was communicating with somebody on Instagram, I believe, who's uh, an employee had just started listening to it or a, a colleague at work had just started listening to Oz9 and uh, they were listening to it together out loud as they're working and then the forniculator episode came on and they like both are diving for the off button because it's a little too embarrassing and mixed company to listen to it. I'm sorry. Oh, that episode cracks Shannon. That cracks eighth grade Shannon up so much. She loves the Forniculator episode. I do. I have to admit it. You know, makes me laugh. Speaking of people who listen to Oz9, one of the best ones. Speaking of people who listen to Oz9, one of my favorite ones was when uh, someone wrote a wrote a uh, post about uh, Amtrak being the Oz9 of tra trains, and someone from Am and the, the Amtrak. Uh, public media person knowing what they were talking about yeah <laughs> oh wow yeah i think uh, it was i want to say that was caroline minx twitter yeah it was a long time ago and i remember they said something like and i'm pretty sure it was caroline and they said uh yeah amtrak is the oz nine of trains it was an ask me anything one of those and somebody said amtrak and she said the oz nine of trains or they said excuse me the oz nine of trains and then so i wrote back take that Amtrak and then Amtrak wrote back hey now have good luck space monkeys or something like that and, and we're all like oh ah. Amtrak has <laughs> listened to at least a couple episodes <laughs> do we have a screen grab of that somewhere yeah I could oh, probably go it. find the whole conversation on Twitter I'm, it's I'm Twitter sure it's on the internet lasts forever yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we gotta find that. You probably sent me a screen grab and I probably saved it somewhere. I I, that may have been before I was, before we were doing that. It was before we it was before teams, I remember, but I, I seem to recall you sent it out to all of us somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to go back how. and dig for that because that was a fun one. I love stuff like that. Just might have been on Messenger now that yeah. I think about it. Random weird crazy stuff where we show up. I'm still looking I'm still hoping to find a t shirt in the wild, but that hasn't happened yet. When's the Austin awesome musical gonna happen? Any minute oh, now. God. Well, now we have Sarah, and uh, in fact, one of the gentlemen from uh, Best in Galaxy posted on their Instagram a a film that he helped score, or hmm. scored the entire thing. I'm not entirely sure, but it's amazing. And so I was like, hey, when you can help us write our musical? And he's like, for Oz 9? Maybe someday. <laughs> sort of <a> thing. <laughs> so, yeah, a little busy on that end of the world, but yeah, so it's sure. like, oh. That would be very fun because the crossover we did with Best in Galaxy, where we got C4 mm -hmm. for an episode, that was so much fun. Yeah. I love that episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the, the best line in that whole episode is like, uh, he's, uh, C4 is begging for a cigarette and he's like, well, if I give you one, we'll shut you up. And C4 is like, intermittently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stooge. <laughs> oh, anyway. That was, a great, that was a great fun. Yeah, more of those, please. Do you already have concepts for season four? Ooh, good Concepts, question. sure. You know, you know what her Not real so problem is? She has too many ideas. She sits down to write, and she's like, I don't know what to do. I have too many ideas. It's, uh, it is. It's like if you ever see a very small child have. on Christmas morning looking, and like there's all that stuff under the tree. And they just go crazy, like tearing into every box. Yeah, that's where I am right now. I'm just there's lots of shiny boxes, so mm. trying to figure out what to do next. Pandora's box here, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Have you ever thought of a spinoff based yeah. on all these ideas? Actually, yes. Bum yeah. bum bum. Yeah. Really? I know. <laughs> Mm. I, no, yeah, there. there are so many I, ideas well and of course like i don't we haven't talked about the comic book in the last 15 minutes because i talk about it constantly but um so the the artwork is final and it's delicious and wait until you see the scene between colin and olivia i mean it's all beautiful it's all gorgeous but that that scene in particular and it holds this very special place in my heart anyway because uh, tim and i had I don't know about Tim, whatever. But I had such a great time recording that. <laughs> like, that was so It was one of the first ones. So it was awesome. It was yeah. first episode, right? So it was, like, way back. Yeah, totally. And it was so fun. Yeah. And the, the scene, the way he envisioned it, I mean, I've said Lucas, all, all the along artist. that. Yeah, the, um, the greatest thing about Lucas not only is his in, incredible talent, but his he shares our sense of humor. And so there are so many things going on in the background that I had nothing to do with. That's all Lucas and they're hilarious. There's so many wonderful things going on that is just Easter eggs everywhere. And I cannot yes. wait to get that thing in my hot little hands because it's going to be such a hoot, but, uh, sorry. What was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we, we were talking about, uh, like a spinoff yeah. sequel, or... you know, I would, I think it would be great. I would love to do, you know, some stuff because we have such fun characters. And at some point, at some point, we're going to do a relativity where the ship is going to separate from Earth, right? C completely be severed at some point, uh, presumably. Now, who's going to be where at that point? I don't know. 
And what happens to French Lick at that point, I don't know, but we'll, we'll find out when we get there. But, uh, you know, it, we have a very rich group of characters to play with and, and we have all these frozen people. We haven't had an alien encounter yet, except for the plants and they don't talk. So there's Wiggy. That's true. Where's Wiggy? That's right. <laughs> and at some point we might have to take pneumonia home. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Where did pneumonia come from? I forgot. Huh? Where did pneumonia come from? I forgot. It was that crossover with Diary of a Space Archivist. Oh, wow. Jesse <laughs> might not have been in that episode. Um, yeah, she was. Okay. <laughs> Kevin knows. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I just Kevin listened to knows. it again. Uh, that's because the little that's... thing that rides around in Greg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Diary of Space Archivist, she run, runs across this little bat-like thing that she calls a Puck Marin based on the creature from, what was it, Flight of the Navigator, I think? Yep, yep. Yeah. And so she calls it Puck. It's not actually what it's called, but that's what she calls him because it's the closest reference she has to it. And in, in our mini-episode, that's not really his name, but he's okay with it. <laughs> yeah. So now we have we have a I don't know sister. I think we determined that it was some sort of sibling, uh, Puck Maran on our ship called Pneumonia, who yeah, rides around inside Greg. Yeah. She somehow related to the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She somehow related to the matriarch. Right. I just love the fact that pneumonia lives in Greg's lung. Yeah, and and and, and redecorated. And redecorated. Oh yeah. <laughs> that mirrored ceiling. Taxi. What the hell did you do in there? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, the goofy things. <laughs> okay, wrap it up. It's getting quiet. It's yeah. I think we're all ready to go eat dinner, oh. or Bonnie's ready to have second dinner, like the Hobbit that she is. <laughs> no, I, How you manage I, to stay so tiny, I don't know, young woman, but you do. So. Run off anxiety. I, I have a bit of anxiety a question. Anxiety burns calories. <laughs> I have a bit of a question. It's a good, good ending one. Okay. Where does everyone see their characters going? Or where do you hope they go? That's a very good question. Uh, let's, let's, I want to ask David that one because he's now got a second character that we have added on with the fun new twist very different than theo tiberius tiberius oh you're, you're talking about the um the the clerk in uh french lake <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no <laughs> oh tiberius oh geez louise i've i've been faunching at the bit since shannon approached me and asked me if i wanted to do uh, a, an evil bond villain type guy and uh with his own quirks and I got tickled. I love playing those kind of characters. I absolutely love them. Um, just because I, I have to try to think <laughs> like them and it's hard <laughs> to do. But it's just fun to just over the top these just these people with these nefarious plans that are sociopaths that really end up eventually getting in their own way because of their giant ego and control issues and so yeah i just i'm tickled i'm so excited <laughs> to play felonious i cannot i i, I can't tiberius, tiberius. <laughs> uh somebody else plays felonious i play felonious. Uh, that's kevin <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm, I'm just tickled big I, i'm i i cannot wait to do more and you know not to say that there's no more love for dr theo because dr theo's his own 
own kind of brand of fun to play. So I, I'm just really excited. You bring back Dr. Charlie, and then I'm really in a dream world. <laughs> Dr. Charlie was awesome. In the swamp episode, the, the yes. bio swamp documentary. That was so much fun. That was great. <laughs> he ran away with that one. That was great. <laughs> I did kind of chew the scenery a little bit. I'll in admit the best it. way. Uh, I want to ask Tim, what do you think? Colin's your main character, but do you have thoughts about any of the others? Emily, if we ever see Buck again, God knows where he is. <laughs> oh, I know you're gonna pull. You're gonna pull him out at like the least oh, yeah. expected moment. All of a sudden, I have to blow dust off of doing a awful Jersey accent again. Um, <laughs> the uh... keep complaining. Maybe she'll kill him off too. <laughs> he's already had food allergy from uh, shellfish. That's he's come. <laughs> he's come so close to dying so many times, but he hasn't. <laughs> Just alludes to these horrible things that happen off screen. It's yeah, it's it's wondrous. The um, the funny thing is, I actually kind of like Buck. The uh, <laughs> just because he just he's the character that isn't. So it's like he's just it was in those first few episodes, but he still ends up becoming this this weird off kilter plot device that Shannon just kind of throws in. Oh, by the way, Buck is off doing this <laughs> for the audience to remember that he's still alive and something horrible happened to him. Oh my God! I love when Mr. Southers is uh, is hostage and Buck is making cookies. <laughs> I think it's biscuits. Aren't they making biscuits? Something like that. I think it was yeah. biscuits. <laughs> yeah. He was baking something. I can't remember yeah, that. That's right. It's going but uh, something. yeah, the uh, the big thing is, is I yeah, I would I'd be curious to see what happens to Buck. Uh, Emily and Howard are interesting because they've obviously connected. <laughs> and not that they weren't already connected but in, in a different way um so curious is i it's like i don't know if that we were, are going to continue to want to try to kill leads i'm totally fine with that for reasons of my own <laughs> um, the uh so i'll be curious to see what happens with that and then obviously with colin um it's he's in this interesting love situation um but he's also in he's kind of like in this crossroads of where he could go in any number of directions it's like he's got these superpowers that are developing he's got love interests popping up left and right so he's not sure where that's going to land and a lot of that is going to be fundamental to who colin is as a person as far as where he'll gravitate where his motivations are i'd like to think that he started out being really shallow and being really interested in just kind of superficial things. But I'd like to think that in the end, he would end up doing whatever the right thing is. He just will end up doing it in an incredibly complex way that will be incredibly overly dramatic and, and filled with explosions and separate self-depleting probably. He well, he might come out of it in the end, but he probably won't go come out of it the same way he went into it. <laughs> yeah. He started off really shallow and became very transparent. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. In, in, I think Eric's uh, character, Joe, is very much the sort of everyman to a certain extent, although there's a lot of mystery around him. But in some ways, Colin is really very central to the story because I think of all the characters so far, he's undergone the most change. We've seen the most change in him, in his personality. So he's, he's very much a central character. Like, Leet is... is <laughs> 
<laughs> I love Leet. But Leet was, was different than we planned from the get-go. <laughs> we, we were going to make him like this sort of beach beach guy, dude, like himbo yeah. dude guy. Hey, dude, you know. And total hacker. <laughs> yeah, too. and all yeah. that. And we just, it just wasn't, like, Richard Cowan is just so sweet. And he has that really sweet voice. And it's always... You know, when somebody who's like massively overdeveloped like Leet is turns out to just have this very sweet personality, it's it's always fun to cast against type that way. Or and strangely like. zen. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Relief smells like lemons. It's interesting that you say that Colin is the is because the character of Colin, he actually represents what the purpose of that ship was for, which is to pack it with all these erudite folks and he is one of them but he's a weed an actual breathing walking around member of the crew one of them rather than just kind of you know uh Mm -hmm. gertie fodder (laughs) a juice box juice box (laughs) yeah because originally that was the intent right is that they these rich people were duped into basically being used for this nefarious purpose and Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a kind of evolution it's like one of them has actually come out and is helping to, along with the rest of the crew, short circuit that. <laughs> now, how, what that turns into is gonna be interesting. Like for instance, I, um, like Olivia, um, I don't think has had, I would love to see Olivia's character also start to kind of like, as an AI, um, exhibit those characteristics of true intelligence where she starts to develop and grow and become more than, than her programming too. So I'll be curious to see how that, kind of evolves in time too. Cause... You know what, this may be by, I don't mean to interrupt, but this may be by accident, but from listening to the first ones at th- this week, I would go so far as to say that Olivia has grown a little bit because she seemed a lot less in control in those first six to 10 episodes mm-hmm. than she does now for whatever reason. Maybe she mm-hmm. had control all along and she just, was being snarky and uh, doing things for the heck of it, maybe. But yes, I would like seeing, like you said, more from her. She is more confident, that's for sure. She was definitely less sure of herself in the beginning, but and her confidence has grown. But I think that's also out of even necessity. when she's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and now that she's been three D printed, <laughs> she's far more willing to flip people now than she used to be. Yes. <laughs> She, well, she's always been a little flip crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, she, it's funny. I was talking with Lucas, and speaking of uh, spinoffs, uh, Lucas and I have been talking about, and I've been talking about for a while, that, you know, this is crew number seven, and we've been mm-hmm. in space for 28 minutes when this whole thing starts, because she has that conversation with Colin, and Colin's like, oh, 28 years, that's lovely. I get a rebate because it's more than 25, and she says, uh, 28 minutes, right? right? It's like, half an hour <laughs> we've <been> in space, <laughs> 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 which is one of my favorite moments. But I, I have been saying that I wanted to write the script of the first 27 minutes. Like, what actually happens from launch until this crew is awakened? And uh, there's, a, but I was saying to Lucas that that would actually be a great comic book because that way we don't have to go co opt a whole new crew of actors to play crews one through six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so or that's do a you, lot right? of folks. Well, if you could have just skipped one through six and just woken up seven, I mean, it's, yeah. You could have she melted didn't. a few. Well, we always kind of alluded that she kind of did that to get to lead. To lead. Um, <laughs> but that was never really 
certain. So there could be all sorts of reasons of things that could have happened. Some of them good, exactly. some of them bad, some of them horrible. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But, but I think, think horrible ever happens comic. on the show. Yeah, no. True one was Poor. entirely hendecagists. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> what if you made several first 27 minutes, as in like they did with Clue, with several different endings? Oh, nice. Oh, God. Ooh. I like that. That's fun. Ooh. That's fun. Dun, dun, dun. Then you don't have but to the ending's the always ending. the same. Oz 9 dash 7. I don't know. Crew number 7. It could be several <laughs> different beginnings, though. As crew 7 heads to the yeah. bridge. All right, Donna, <laughs> Donna Jesse, what, uh, what do you hope happens with your characters? Oh. What, do you, what do you see happening? Mm. I mean, Donna's a tough one because she just keeps changing and even... <laughs> she just what keeps changing. Going on with Donna? <laughs> What's your real voice? I don't even know. Um, if that's your real name. If that is my real name, Donna. Indeed. Um, indeed, who knows? Indeed. Oh, yeah, we don't even know where Donna's come from. Um, I, I hate to see her romance with Pluto in because it's so adorable. But uh, what her husband is now, she's, ooh, I don't know what's going to go on with Donna. You're on your own. I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Good I'm just answer. I'm water trying to keep my head above. <laughs> that's all I know about Donna. Um, yeah, I had no idea what to, where I, what I hope from Donna. I just hope she stays around because I love doing her. She's great. Um, that that and that is so funny too because Donna literally was a one-time character. She was a one-time character. She was going to yeah, come on, be the receptionist. That's at the now completely vacated Gated Galaxies, but for some reason they're still a receptionist. Because that was the joke, right? Because yeah. that was the joke, and and then she just was so much fun. And I I think at some point I needed I needed a connection on Earth to to go pillage the files that's what it was and so donna comes back and and she's just been so much fun to play with since then that we've just kept her because well bonnie's brilliant as we all know so there's well, nothing this woman can't do well, <laughs> but yeah. what about jesse it was my um edith bunker laugh wasn't it she's like it was the morning wood fairy that sealed it. <laughs> right. Oh no! She, she had to do one laugh when she was falling in love with, or if she saw the handsome guy, and I decided Matt. it was my. Yeah. That was my Matt. Oh yeah. Matt. Whenever Edith Archie would say something kind of sexy to, or or she'd hear something a little bit off color, Edith would do this like nervous laugh. <laughs> That's where that came from. Nice. So, Bonnie, which which character do you prefer, Donna or um, Jesse? Ooh, if I had to get rid of one. If one, one of them had to go, if one had to die for the good of the show, which one would you get rid of? Donna. Really? I love Donna. Yeah, I love Donna, but I'd hate to get rid of Jesse. I've got this sort of attachment to Jesse, even though I struggle with that accent and I'm sometimes and um and people I don't know. I think that I just have a, I have an emotional attachment to Jesse, probably because I've had her longer and I have a I have a backstory for her in my head that mm. Shannon doesn't even know. Oh, geez. <laughs> what a year, because I might want to steal it. <laughs> um, well, you know, just try to get my get to get my stuff across. So maybe I'm just more attached to her. And I think a lot of people don't pay attention to Jesse's. <clears throat> there's little hints for Jesse's backstory, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that never, you know, if you give me more. There's this one time when she's, I love you. I, he loves me. He loves me not on a flower. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Did that go anywhere? No. no. Who was that? I could we tell you. We believe it might but... be Jesse's father, right? Wasn't it? I yeah. thought that might be Jesse's father, actually. Hmm. And there was other points of like Jesse talking about how, um, you know, I'm a captain of a ship and, and all he ever talks about is Glinda or whatever. He says, she says right. something like that, Glinda, you know, Glinda's right. the favorite. Well, and, and that, I, that's one of my favorite exchanges, actually, is you and, and uh, 
June as, as Glenda talking about how she's going to get you the captaincy of your own ship. And it's like, he accidentally killed himself yesterday. <laughs> he accidentally killed himself tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow? I mean yesterday. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, I think I may be more attached to Jesse stuff. because I feel like I know more of her story. Mm. And that that, that that much of a jerk as she is, it's for a reason. That and makes sense. Good. She came with intent, meaning mm -hmm. you knew you were playing her. Whereas with Donna, it was a happenstance, a happy happenstance. Because yeah. if you if you created her, Shannon, with the intent of a one time, I'm sure it was presented to you as, "Hey, I want you to do this character real quick. You know, one time here she is, Donna. Blah blah." But but you. From the beginning, I think, invested in Jesse. Is from I what I'm hearing. We don't know Jesse was going to come onto the ship, though, either, did we? I, you know, it's funny. I, uh, in the end, it was partly because I was so tired of messing with the static sound <laughs> that, <laughs> that Jesse came over. So, so many decisions are made because the sound effects are making me nuts. But uh, yeah, I wasn't sure for a long time. I, I didn't think it would be as soon as it was for sure. It, it happened faster than I had planned it. But, but she's it got just a lot of timed out right. She's got a lot of emotional things. I mean, she wanted to be spaceship captain her whole life, and she finally gets a chance yeah. to do it. And it's only from her horrible, shitty sister tricking mm -hmm. her into it for some other god awful reason, you know, whatever. But plus, then, all that time spent listening to Lynn. Oh yeah, <laughs> well yeah. I spent. I wanted when I first heard the script for um, Jesse, I just immediately thought she had to be Scottish, and I didn't know how to do Scottish yet. So um, all I knew was Craig Ferguson. So I listened with a bunch of Craig Ferguson. And so my voice is basically a comedy for Craig Ferguson. Well, inspired by Craig Ferguson and his sister, Lynn Ferguson, who would come on a show sometime. And she's got a really great, I listen to other Scottish actresses from things, but they're always really sort of posh Scottish, if there is such a thing. No offense, Scottish people. Spottish. Um, but it always seems too sweet. <laughs> you know, really too sweet, like the girl in Brave or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but Lynn is kind of badass. You know she's got a badass background so i listened to her and tried to so i worked really hard to try to get a scottish accent latvian though it may be um <laughs> you know it's just as well you haven't built a backstory for donna because the, donna the character really doesn't and shouldn't have a backstory because this is a character that's just completely enigmatic yeah. and yeah. completely un undefinable because of this whole cloak and dagger business yeah so to me but, i think it tracks maybe not yeah so uh, but that's not that i don't like donna. it's just that if i had to choose i've got an emotional attachment to jesse more than donna and also there's another scene oh remember when she starts getting kind of bad for a while you think she's going to try to take over the ship mm -hmm. and what's that's going when on i turned on her yeah and um <laughs> but at one point uh olivia has to talk sense into her and she basically says it's just it just i just like being wanted for once yeah and I That's tried right, to put my little heart in that because, you know, for once the yeah. Bichon Frise was wanting her to help him with something. And, you know, the whole time she's been on the ship, all she's been is ex-Captain Jesse. And, uh -huh. and, you know, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna kill you, you know, yeah. everything, all this kind of stuff. And, um, and then she's got to be, you know, she's got to work underneath somebody who didn't even make it through school. Maybe I can't remember. Did you mm -hmm. make it through school? We don't know for sure. Mad? No. We Yeah, that's one of those untied threads is how did madeline get to be captain which she really never qualified for it so you know i love love working with somebody who's your boss who doesn't you know doesn't have the degree you do doesn't even know how to <laughs> steer the ship or whatever so yeah so in my head i know all her backstory and i feel i feel for her 
And that and I love for everybody that's her. I for love every, Jesse Rant. <gasps> we so for everybody that. that's listening to this, everything that they just said is exactly why it is so good to yeah. listen to Oz Nine for as much no, seriously, for all the things you guys have been saying, all the thought that you put into this outside of just reading the lines as they are written is why it's as good as what it is. There you go. I'll take that. I think, um, and I want to hear Kevin's too, because we haven't gotten to Kevin yet, but, or the narrator for that matter. But um, I, one of the things I want to say is, I think for me, it really helped me to have the, to have Lucas's artwork when we started having the, um, on a by-character basis, having them drawn out, because suddenly- Looking forward to Polonius. Yeah, tell <laughs> me. Uh, that we've got several more now in the, in the pipeline. I need a Polonius. Tiberius, we definitely have to have a Donna. We have not got a Donna. Habazetzer. Habazetzer. Yeah, we've got new characters we really want. But it, it, you know, Greg's sweetness came out when I saw how adorable Lucas made that zebra looked. I mean, he's incredibly <laughs> cute. And he, you know, I was like, the only thing is he's got to have a mane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so anyway, that was, I think that helped me sort of cement in my mind with these characters. You know, Jessie's perfect. She's got like half of her hair is shaved, I think, and then long on the other side. She's like, feisty and you know just she just looks badass she looks badass yeah she totally do and her sock yeah, yeah exactly it's just she's fun. armed <laughs> always Legged. yeah anyway greg what about you what do you what do you think for your characters uh, well for greg, uh, kevin sorry you have a real name <laughs> yeah uh, for for well i'm gonna start with Thelonious um because they're i mean we, we've kind of touched on the idea that Thelonious might have a different or sexual orientation than uh, others. And, uh, sexual. His... Come back in. <laughs> <laughs> the dog was. And this is why we love Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, his. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to see to see maybe a. a uh, bonus episode that's that uh, focuses on his uh, relationship with Percival uh, while he was pretending to be Tiberius. Um, oh, Richard will love that. <laughs> that character. Maybe. Well, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to do the voice. He was that's playing true. a character. So, but uh, as maybe there's a little more with Polonius and the real Tiberius, or you know, like a. Smithers and Mr. Burns type thing going right, on there, you know, right. for all we know. Um, it, it would just be interesting to, to, to see a little more of who Felonius is, who, who he, how he became this person who enjoys the, the, the uh, pain of others and mm -hmm. it, it enjoys being called one of the baddies. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, as for Greg, it, I, I kind of like to see what happens when Greg just finally has had enough of this crew and yells at them. I mean, just goes off on them and just starts <laughs> yelling at them for what they're doing. I think that's the narrator's job. Well, I mean, so far he's been, <laughs> it's been like, what, what are you talking about? We, we, like uh, Colin's trying to learn how to focus his eye lasers. Here, use these goggles. Too bad they're not night vision goggles. Aren't? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he just kind of is just soft and, and trying to lead them. And I just would love to see one time when Greg just finally goes, you 
idiots. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, awesome. it, it would definitely be, uh, uh, yeah, just just uh, more more development of, of Greg. I, I mentioned to Shannon that I, I see him as is he's he's now got this life of his own, mm-hmm. and now he wants to live it to its fullest, and just more development with him would, yeah. would be fun. Yeah, because being a bomb stakes. is all he's ever known. That's right. Yeah. He's got high stakes, man. He, he's got a lot to <laughs> land somewhere for already. All right, narrator, you can wrap it up for us. We're an hour and a half into this conversation. So. <laughs> oh, I, I, uh, I would just like to keep the narrator as two-dimensional as I am. I think, uh, I think that's working out great. So, just be the snarky commentator that uh, you know knows what's going on with the audience and constantly I, shaking the head at the uh, idiots. I am wondering if he's ever going to come up with a way to, to tell the Oz Nine crew how to figure out how to kill the plants, but. He did. See if he ever completely I know a secret. I know a secret, but I can't tell. Ah. Mm. Look at Shannon. She's just ignoring the computer. Spoilers. <laughs> That'd even be spoilers for us. Shannon does have some of those. She has a few from time to time. Look at her. She is grinning, 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 and not saying a word. <laughs> I don't know a thing. I don't know a thing. <laughs> so, narrator, too, any plans for your future char- for your character? As long as I am needed, he is here, he is there, he is everywhere. <laughs> That's all I can say. Awesome. Well, it's He's been just happy to be you. along for the ride. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for asking questions. That, these were great questions. They were much. It was very much more fun to have you asking questions than me. So thank you. <laughs> well, like I said, been there, done that, and I need to make a T-shirt. So there you go. <laughs> but I, yes, I had fun. That was that was unexpected, but absolutely a lot of fun. Well, no way for the great. narrators. I narrate and I know things. Sure. Mm. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Any any last thoughts, comments before we uh, call it an evening and go have dinner? Thanks for You're watching. Thanks for listening. You didn't have class. to. It's fun. Yes. Yeah. It's always fun to get together with this group. Totally. It's been a while. Yeah. Yes, and Bonnie, if you're saying something, you're muted, but uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm... Do a quick shout out to our, our single listeners that are in countries. That we don't know. Whoever you are in Estonia, please write to us. Whoever yes. you are in. That guy in Kenya. Moldova. That guy in Kenya. The yeah, one guy in Kenya. Single listeners, ones that are unattached to no significant <laughs> others. Is that what we're saying? Right, <laughs> Eric's available. Far away. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, for Lonely sure. We, Hearts we, Club. We check out, we check our Libsyn stats, and the, occasionally they'll be like, "One person in Bali is listening to your show." It's like, "Yay!" <laughs> I want to meet them. Gal in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know are. it's not one person that just travels to all these different countries? So it's the same person. <laughs> well, if that's who it is, it'd be nice to know too. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I want to know them because it's Superman. Let them, <laughs> let them evangelize in Bali. You know, evangelize the show. I'm spreading the word of Oz Nine. Okay. Maybe that's why tattoos. they're doing it. They may already be doing that. It's turning into a religion. It's going to turn into a Star Trek episode at this point. Okay, so we we got to we got to go to Bali and hook up with some tattoo artists. That's what we got to do. The problem with our new character. This guy who's evangelizing in Bali is doing it very slowly because we've had one person listening there for quite a while. So <laughs> numbers are not going up real fast. They're, they're, okay. He's keeping it to himself. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. But they are keeping it to themselves. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. See you soon with the next script and season four. Yep. See you soon. All right. Ciao. Love you all. Bye. 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 Thanks, Kyle. Bye, everybody. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs> Are you two still awake? Dad, we're too excited! You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us about the new expansion! Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. The manor longed for a companion, so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville. And it was the... Rootinest, tootinest place you ever did see. Yee-haw! Hop on board the brand new Mockery Railroad all the way to Claytonville. Toot-toot! In Claytonville, there are four cowboy lands to explore. Lasso a goat in Farmin Valley. Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorn Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out. It's the Four Spurs Pantry. Two parks in one and only $19.99 for a family of four. And how about you? Yeah, that's right. You. Listening to this. Are you ready to come back? To Mockery Manor. Season 3. Available now. <laughs>